Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So do remember, guys, before we get cracking with today's episode, the more you like, the more you subscribe, the bigger, the badder the guests are getting. It's one of the reasons today's show has got such amazing guests is because more people are liking and more people are subscribing. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. My name's Russell Kane. This is the space where we get men together and try and drill down into the heads to find out how men actually work. It's like a Haynes manual for men's brains. And guess who's the ones that need it? Not just blokes, although of course we do need it. We need to talk to each other more, lads. We need to check in, all of that stuff. It's happening. We've got to turn the boat round on what's going on with masculinity. All of that's true, but guess who's listening? Girls. Turns out they're really interested in how men's brains work. A lot more interested than men. It's like, I've got one. I've got a stellar in my hand. That's as far as my thinking's going to go. Well, here, we're going to get the full picture. And today's topic is risk. Taking risk. And what a panel I've got lined up. Uh, the man's head who I'm going to drill into and see what's in there is none other than Nigel Clark. Now, if you have children of a certain age in your family, as I do, you'll know exactly who Nigel Clark is. Friend of the toddlers, CBeebies legend, <laughs> but also with an amazing podcast called Dad Vengers that I urge you uh, to go and have a listen to. Nigel, just the expert on children, then, are you? Um, I work with them a lot, so... I think I'm starting to, and I'm no, you never know fully what's going on in their heads. I'm starting to understand and know what's going on in their heads so I can kind of kind of communicate with them. But so but what's it like being stuck permanently interacting with toddlers? Because I, mean, I loved it when I'm in, I'm in a six now, so I've just sort of left that like proper baby stage. But it's not like, ooh, are we, are, I'm really nostalgic for a, a day of her going blue <laughs> and like biting her own wrist or headbutting the wall. The thing is, it's like being a grandparent when you work in it because you get to give them back. Yeah, it's like I do a I record a show or do a show or whatever, then I'm giving it back. I'm not, I don't have to worry about the whole um, sleepless nights thing and all of that. You can deal with all of that and the misbehaving and all of that. That's your, your deal. And what happens if you see Tumble? Is there beef or anything? <laughs> me, and, me and the Tums actually get on. <laughs> me and the Tums get on now. I mean, there was a little beef for a little while, but you were like, "Are you telling me Tumble's now. in the building?" And then putting like a diss video out to him. <laughs> Tumble coming back, going, "I will take you down." Do you know the sign? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Tumble is an immense force. Oh, I, mate. Was, I did a gig when we were at the Albert Hall for like the CBB's prom, and this man walked out onto the stage, and I was walking behind him, and I felt like 
one of the most amazing people on the planet because of the cheer that he got. It's crazy. I mean, Grandad Tumble, my personal favorite. I actually saw Grandad Tumble's house the week and we went for a walk and saw where they filmed Grandad Tumble's. Anyway, anyone doesn't have toddlers, it's going to be so bored now. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just a bit starstruck. Uh, anyway, it'll be the easiest thing in the world for me and Nigel to hang out and uh, say what we think about men and risk and blah, blah, blah. That just won't cut it, will it, ladies? We need a strong female presence, a lady auditor to call bullshit on our generalizations. Boom, she's in the house. Laura Smith, at Laura Smith on Instagram. I urge you to go and have a look at all her funny shit. Indeed, the funniest woman of 2019, officially, when she bagged the trophy, I believe, Laura. Is that right? I, I did take it. I took it five months after I started stand-up. Bush. That is incredible. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, five months after you started stand-up, you should just be able to sort of dribble out a syllable before you get booed <laughs> off. So you're not even, uh, to put it in terms Nigel would understand, you're not even a fetus at five months in, let alone a toddler in stand-up. I uh, know, I know. So, Dude, I did, I did a year of stand-up. What? Yeah, I did a year of stand-up, so I totally know that five months is amazing. I mean, stand-up will definitely crop up today, then, given that all three of us have tried it. Um, didn't work out for me in the end. But uh, risk is perhaps it's one of the riskiest things you can do, risk social rejection. But let's just define risk. The possibility of something bad happening. Stand-up. Risk involves uncertainty about the effects or implications of an activity with respect to something that humans value often focusing on negative, undesirable consequences. I mean, I heard someone say, just literally on a programme I was on two days ago, there are only two human fears. Fears of physical damage and fear of social damage. They're your two, they're your two main fears, physical damage to yourself or your, or your loved ones or social rejection. And there, is no, there is nothing else really that can go wrong as a human. And as Chris Rock learned, you can have them both rolled into stand-up <laughs> if, you, if you go about it in the right way. <laughs> but Laura, I mean, even though statistically we do know the answer to this, because we often hear men say, oh God, I'm glad I've got a son. Imagine having a daughter in today's world. Imagine the danger of it. But the statistics don't bear this out. You're much better off having daughters because it would seem that men take more risks. They put, They literally put themselves more in danger. Do you agree with that, or do you think girls take risks and they just don't get hurt? Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, oh, it's, it's hard to do not just go for broad strokes. I mean, I've got two daughters and a son, and I think there's an element of, you know, the at least daughters communicate. Do you know what I mean? Like, they go into that teenage years of experimental stuff, and I think... I think that they communicate and they, they kind of work it all out a little bit quicker. Do you know what I mean? Where I think with boys, I think they act out stuff a little bit more rather than communicate. Do, do you know what I mean? So that's where it becomes the physical risk because I was talking with a friend the other day and it was like all these girls in these kind of high melodrama and psychodrama of when they're in school of like these mad fallouts, even though they're all like six, seven, eight and nine. But it's almost like the kind of, they're, they're training <laughs> to do all these emotional processes. Whereas I don't know whether maybe boys avoid so that. So then they go, oh, I'll just see what happens when I stick my hand in there or my faith in that. <laughs> and I think so there's true. a sort of, so that they'd true. rather play it it's out. So then feel it out. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a good observation. I go, I'm seeing that with my daughter. She's like, oh my God, this girl, my daughter's six. She's like, this girl said this about me. You know, she's she's been unkind. And then the six-year-old boy's like, what happens if you set fire to a slab? I know. Oh, don't. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a joke about, where I talk about my daughters, that they go like, you know, whatever they're playing with, they want to nurture it and play with it and pretend it's something else. And the boy, well, he's 
this was when he was two and a half, but he just wants to put his willy in it. Do you know what I mean? He thinks, oh, no, you know what I mean? It's just like... I'd like to say, I'd like to say men grow out of that, but no. there's not a lot of No, evidence. it's like my husband says, we just start <laughs> playing guitars. If anything, we're growing oh, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you get to 40 and uh, have absolutely no urge at all. <laughs> Stick one with you in anything. Um, so what do you think, Nigel? Do, do, okay, let's ask you a slightly different question. Do you think risk is at least perceived as a, a more masculine trait in our culture? I definitely think risk is seen more as a masculine trait. But what I'm learning as I get older is that as we get older as men, that's when we start to say, whoa, hold on, this risk-taking that I'm doing. We start to learn. We, we're learning from our risk mistakes yeah. And then we're, we're like, whoa, hold on, I'm not going to take that risk again. Take an example, when I was 20-something, to jump out of a plane and have a parachute jump, bonza, great, let's go for it. But now, father, couple of kids, a little bit older, I'm a little bit more like, whoa, could I even jump out of that plane? Could I even get out of that plane? The fear factor is there just because I know it's a, a higher risk. So do you think what you're saying is once you've got people that are dependent on you, so it's not about the risk to yourself, it's about could you imagine if that was the last thing I did and my kids have got to grow up knowing I threw myself out of an aeroplane when I didn't need to type thing? It's partly that, it's partly that, but I think there's partly just the straight up, look, I'm, I'm not immortal anymore. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I am a man that is vulnerable and that can feel pain and hurt themselves, as well as what you were saying. So, yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. both of it, both sides of it. As Laura's pointed out, you do come out of that and eventually you buy guitars and think you're immortal again. Um, but uh, do you, would you say you're a risky person? I mean, we're, we're not a normal panel. We've all put ourselves on the screen into the Twitter sphere to be attacked by strangers. And we've all tried stand-up comedy too, at mm. least. You know, some of it, we're, Two of us are still doing it. It's one of the most risky, bloody, horrible... If you ask people, would you rather go through there and be punched in the face by a boxer in your weight class or go through there and attempt stand-up? Everyone takes the punch to the face. So would you say you're, you're a risky person? Or... Yeah, I think I am, because I think that, um, without getting into the deep meaningfuls, my mum was, was widowed quite young with all of us kids. And so she's very much steadied her ship. She's kept a steady old ship the whole time and kept us all safe. So I think there's always been this antsy part of me that's like that sort of what if, what if, what if. And I think that I kind of think that there's no reward without risk. Do you know what I mean? You could, I just don't believe in being comfortable. I think I've always kind of pushed to go, well, what if, what if, what if? And and just kind of that extrovert personality of thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? And I, I delayed starting stand-up, for instance, for a long time because I thought, well, what if people think? But when it's to stop caring what people think and it's limitless, do you know what I mean? It's very, it's limitless what you can do. And I do take risks because I just think... Why not? You know what I mean? You're a long time dead. Why not? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you know who Paul C. Brunson is. He's that annoyingly good looking guy who's on like first dates. My God. Every woman fancies him. Yeah. So I was was working with him today and he said this (gasps) amazing thing. He went, he said this, the comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. Yes. I have as my screensaver on my phone, I have his five daily of affirmations which is sort of like, you know, I'm not here to impress anyone but myself. And I say them before a gig, Paul C. Brunson's affirmations. Sorry, just got excited. Yeah, there. but the reason I put that in there, Nigel, was what Laura's saying about risk is, so there's this, there's another phrase that I said about, I'm really into books, as people can see, and, and they said, uh, one thing that will stop you writing a book is a pram in the hallway, meaning you're less likely to take a gamble and give up your job and start writing a book when you've got dependence. So there is getting... Your risk going down as you get older is a good thing for your safety, but potentially a bad thing for your creativity and your innovation because 
a comfort zone, nothing grows there. And you've got to go outside and outside that comfort zone is risk. Totally. Paul's wicked. And what you just said is totally true. And I, I've lived it because before I had kids, I had a hip hop funk band and we were gigging around London and not making any money. Songs are amazing, but you know, you just never can get out there because that's the nature of the music industry. As soon as my first was born, that fell apart because suddenly it was like, I got to provide. It was like, right, you got to pull your socks up. You got to get in gear. And all the time that I was spending putting into doing all of that, which is like Laura said, there is no reward without the risk. But the kids came along and the risk had to come down for me. It, yeah. it just had to. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's the biggest risk you've taken then in recent years, would you say, Nigel, if you had to think of one? Is it something like moving a house? Is it love? Is it a job that you've taken? Because with children's presenters, the risk is higher, isn't it? You, you take the wrong project or appear on the wrong thing, or it's, you can't really go back to speaking to toddlers if you took the wrong project and were seen in the wrong way, if you know what I mean. For so long, you do Kids TV, and most people go the other way. They do Kids TV, and then they want to get out of Kids TV because they want to do the adult thing and all of that. Ian Sterling would be a would be a famous example of that. He did kids TV for years and then transitioned into adult stand. Exactly. I have kind of done the opposite and I'd never done CBBs until three years ago. I'm going the other way. I'm going backwards. I've gone. So you've gone jazz the... funk stand up CBBs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of gone the other <laughs> way. So that in itself has been a risk because you worry about whether and, and I did at first about whether you're going to get pigeonholed as that and will you ever be, be able to get out of it and are you just going to be used as a CBU presenter for three to five years then suddenly you're going to get old you're going to get gray hair you're going to be too old for kids to look at and then you kind of finished and your career's done but I'm learning that there is a career on the other side there is a career on the other side Hang on, what, what the hell is next heavy metal Do no I no no well, gar- gardening <laughs> Heavy metal gardening. <laughs> Heavy metal gardening for, for parents. 
because I'm kind of moving into the parenting realm. It's, it's, there's, a, there's a whole parenting yeah. realm because I think that these days, as parents, we're different. We still want to be creative. We still want to take those risks that we're talking about today. And we're finding more and more ways to be able to take those risks. I don't think you would have found people who want to be as creative, like you said, uh, in our parents' generation. You True. wouldn't have had someone who's going to drop everything and read a book or drop everything and go and be a stand-up comedian or drop everything yeah, and do yeah. whatever it is. But nowadays, you'll find people who say, look, for me to be happy, I would rather take those risks. I'd rather take those risks to know that my sanity is going to be there because I'm going to be happy doing what I'm doing and passionate about doing what I'm doing rather than stuck doing the nine to five. But there's a class gender and race aspects in all of this because I was just speaking to someone I'm honoured to become friends with, but also a mate now, a really talented author called Kit Devault. Literally, I just had a meeting with her. She wrote My Name is Leon, an outstanding book. And taking risk if you don't come from the elite whatever that means there's more costs so for example and when I got to 21 if I was going to gamble on going to university it was a massive risk because there is no backup plan there's no daddy with a savings account it's all going to be posh kids there's no one that sounds like me there so there's more risk when you're not in a whatever the mainstream of that part of the culture might might be do you identify with that Laura like is that as a woman some things are more risky to you than they would be to us as men yeah definitely and I had my eldest when I was really young so I was sort of 20 and you know I was in like temporary accommodation like really like the lower rungs of like just surviving do you know what I mean and the thing is I don't know with both of you as parents there's an element of ambition you have for your kids that maybe you never had for yourself but there isn't that backup do you know what I mean and I remember saying to people like because I was raising my child and I went back to uni and all that sort of stuff but I would say to people oh well you know you ain't got kids why don't you just go traveling or you ain't got kids why don't you do that and really what I was saying that whole time was I have got kids so I'm out I'm out the game I've got no skin in the game and 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 when I started thinking well actually I do want more do you know what I mean and those risks of just that little kind of like I say that's that little voice of what if it it becomes loud enough to outweigh the kind of actually I've got to play it safe I've got to play it safe and for me I I sort of mentioned my mum's circumstance or generationally there's an element of I see it in my in-laws I see it with my with my own family of that kind of you know, don't ask for too much or don't put your head above the parapet and play the kind of sort of subservient role. And I think that's the sort of thing that my personality sort of kicked against. So I think it was, I know exactly what you mean. There is, There are these people, you know, we we see them sort of slammed on Twitter, on Twitter every few weeks where they've, you know, been on a, you know, everyone's got the same 24 hours in the day or what have you and all that sort of, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And people go, rah. But I kind of think... No one knows their privilege, do they? You just know, you only know what you know. But yeah, it's very real that the thought of like being a working class woman and a mother to sort of take these risks and quit your day job. Do you know what I mean? I watched Stephen Bartlett interviewing an influencer. I'm ashamed to say I've forgotten her name. She's very, very, very prominent. I'm sure Raymond will jump Molly in. Molly May. I want to get on the show. No, 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 no. She's like a beauty. She's a beauty influencer. Stephen Bartlett was interviewing her. It was Patricia Bright. And he started going on down this privilege route thinking she was going to give a certain type of answer. And the answer she gave was so surprising. She was like, 
everyone has privileges that other people don't have she went i had yes i was a single parent yes i was a uh, my mum was a black woman working in two cleaning jobs but i had a strong female pre- this the privilege of the strength of my mother and she she just totally shot down his is the question she he thought he was asking because we've all in different contexts got different privileges that we don't realize are there and this is where the risk the risk comes in is when you go into a context where you don't have uh, the privilege. So when I went to, to uni, I felt like I was repre- representing everyone that sounded like me because I was the only one who'd read the books <laughs> to do the A-level to get on. And I suddenly, you know, you feel like you were, I was like a chimney sweep in a hat or something. And the, the risk the risk felt higher to me than it did Ollie across the way when, he, oh, yeah, i got a two-two, man. Let's go and get some wine at the student <laughs> bar. And so I had to get a first to show I'm not thick, spelt with an F. But yet I had different privileges when I was out of there. So risk changes depending on your context. That's what I'm, I think that's what I'm trying to say, Nigel, is the, the, the different, we could both do the same thing and it might be risky for me, but not risky for you and vice versa. Totally. I, I 100% agree with what you're saying because we do have all have privileges. <laughs> to throw something out there, I'm privileged in the fact that people would look twice to mug me in the street. Now I'm going to get mugged in the street <laughs> because they see a black man, they see a black man with dreadlocks and they're like, whoa, hold on. Is he carrying? What's going on? Wait a minute. That's not a privilege. Are you saying a privilege? Wait a, a privilege is people will think twice about messing with you. You know, well, I've got that just because of my guns bulging out of my muscle fit t-shirt. So, same thing. <laughs> no, but they, they, literally everyone has their own privileges, whether you are socially high on the on the list or socially in a different place on the list it's all about perception when it comes to risks because it's true we we can all try to take risks but our perception of what might happen to us if we take these risks will be different depending on where we are in our socio-economic place in this world so yeah I totally agree with you which is why I'm so happy when I see People like, I don't know, Stormzy or Jay-Z, these people giving creatives like the opportunity to go to university or the opportunity to have a music scholarship doing something that they would not normally have. And I think it's about when you do have a privilege, extending that privilege to other people that are similar to you or might might be in that similar place. I think that's, that's the real help that people need. And that's the real sort of risk help, if, if that's anything, yeah. way of but- saying it. I feel like that as well. That's what with representation as well. Like what you're talking about, Russell, is, you know, we're trying to gas you up or anything. But, you know, I just get so excited when I used to watch your stand-up yes, of it. like, oh, look at him, he's so cockney. And, yes, and there's so many it. things. And and you go, oh, yeah, listen, like you, because you recognise yourself in a cockney stand-up and you recognise yourself in working-class people. And it's important that you kind of don't downplay your education and your 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 book smarts and your book learning and your funniness and it's that kind of unapologetic you can read some and i just love it that's it yeah but at the same time i was 28 right and i've I've got 16 cousins i'm the only one with an a level let alone a degree right we're all supposed to just work in a shop or be a cleaner like my mum was or asbestos remover like that's your lot that's what you do and you get on with it and yet i had by some herculean effort got a levels and a degree and i was in an amazing job in advertising, earning good money, pedigree cats, hummus in the fridge, I'm middle class. I've made it. And all of a sudden, I start doing this stand-up in the evening. Now, if I was from a different background, it would be like, well, let's see where it goes, man. Why not? Life's an adventure. (laughs) To me, it was like jumping 
into a room where there might be Ebola or there might not. It was life and death. I was throwing... How lucky am I, little Dick Van Dyke, to have been given a professional job when none of my cousins have, no one in my family has. So to me, my risk was massive like I didn't because you like you've already got one tick how dare you try and have another roll of the dice you, you greedy oik type thing but my mum did support me on that my mum was like you go you go for it but to me I felt when I look back I was like well what's the problem I could have just gone back to my job a year later but the perception in me of the risk I was taking it's almost like you don't some things you don't deserve so it feels like a risk to go for them it's quite a fucked up thing to say now I've said it no, but like it, it's so important that you did take that risk and so important that your mum encouraged you to take that risk because there'll be people out there who feel exactly like that right now. And just hearing that you've taken that risk may inspire them to go, you know what? Russell went for two ticks, so I'm going for four. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, we'll take a break there. That's the end of part one. We'll be back with part two. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.